these are. <laughs> no fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Thanks for downloading and tuning in. My name is Frank Salvato. As we get into today's segment on Talk Back with Chuck Wilder, wanted to expound a little bit on why the detention of the people who were arrested on January 6th has become so egregious. The Sixth Amendment guarantees us a speedy trial. This has been anything but a speedy trial. It has been impeded by disingenuous politics from the left. The more information we see coming out from defense teams in the trials of these people indicate that the federal government and law enforcement from the District of Columbia were integral in goading the people into violent and illegal action. Evidence has now been exposed that shows that undercover and plainclothes policemen from both the D.C. Metro and the Capitol Hill Police, as well as federal agents, were amongst the protesters, some of them literally pushing people towards the door of the Capitol. Many of us have seen video already of Capitol Hill police officers showing people the way up the stairs inside the Capitol building. And then there is the reality that the joke of a January 6th committee that was put together, that was gerrymandered by Nancy Pelosi, withheld all of the video evidence from that day. There shouldn't be anything held back from that day as far as video evidence. It should all be open for the public to see. Now that Kevin McCarthy has given Tucker Carlson complete access to that video archive, I am sure we are going to see more things that really piss us off. The bottom line here is that there were legitimate objections to some of the electors that were being seated that day that needed to go through a legal procedure in the Electoral College. That chaos stopped those objections. So if there was any gerrymandering of the election in 2020, besides the fact that the judicial branch in the Supreme Court failed to act on a question of constitutionality where the changing of election law was concerned in several states, it happened with the Democrats manufacturing, fomenting, and encouraging chaos on Capitol Hill that stopped those objections to those electors being seated. It's all got to come out. Everybody knows something wasn't right with the election. I'm not going as far as to support Donald Trump's it was stolen. But there were things that happened during that election that should never happen again. Right now, this morning's segment on Talk Back with Chuck Wilder. Mr. Sabato, welcome, welcome. How are you? How are you? Mr. Wilder, happy President's Day. It is President's Day, you know what, and believe it or not, the first time I've uh, I've mentioned it or heard it uh, mentioned on this show today, be totally my fault, you know, I was going through a bunch well, of news, okay. and I said, probably most people know, and especially those that stayed home, because it was Mr. President's Day. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not hearing it a lot anywhere either, no. but I think when you have a president like Joe Biden in office, it's easy to overlook, so... Yeah. You know, they they were blowing the, the sirens and everything when he was coming in on the train, and and they said there were no missiles or any anything whatsoever. I guess he probably put in a request for it. Just want to hear how it sounds. Can you do that for me? Yeah. Okay. I'll tell him I was there and the sirens were going off, and that's all you'll hear about it, right? 
Yeah, if he if he remembers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, he has one reporter there, one reporter and one one cameraman. That is unbelievable. You know, the idea that he would be in Ukraine on a day like today when we're supposed to be reflecting on the people who actually put everything on the line to get this country started and to create the great American experiment, which is was unique at the time and still is unique today. It's it's the very first uh, system of government that ever created a middle class that broke the whole lord and serf thing. Uh, you know, it, they're evil white men. So <laughs> our culture says that we shouldn't be we shouldn't be celebrating them. But if it weren't for them, we wouldn't be here. Well, yeah. so well the the great American experiment right now is like uh, don't try to get it patented. They wouldn't. <laughs> nobody yeah. would want it. You know. Uh, I want to get into this, uh, your latest report, and especially, listener, the second one we're going to talk about has to do with January 6th and some very interesting news, you know, and I told you we are going to talk about it in the first hour, so you just, uh, I, well, I have to re, re, uh, replan myself there. I told you in the first hour that we were going to be talking about it in the second hour, so there. <laughs> Isn't it funny how language can, you know, go the wrong way? Yeah, you you know we we see it on display every time. Uh, every and I hate to, I hate to keep harping on him, but he's just such a bad president. You know, it, it happens every time he takes takes to the microphones, yeah. something goes wrong. You're talking you about know. me, right? No, I was talking about our president. <laughs> when you said every time he takes the microphone, I said, wait a minute, maybe he's not talking about Biden. <laughs> no, no, but anyway, no, uh, focused on him. Biden administration negotiates deal to give. WHO authority over the U.S. pandemic policies. And wasn't it about a month and a half or two months whenever they first went over there and started talking about, yes, we'll determine uh, who gets the shots and how many times and when we're going to bomb who, where, when, why, and kill the disease. And, oh, boy, oh, boy. You talk about easy surrender. That's it right there, an easy surrender. And, And this is something we shouldn't be doing. We're we're giving a and Elon Elon Musk hit this perfect in his in his uh, lecture to the world government forum as if there's a world government that yeah. that bothers me right there when he said do we really want a a world government do we do we want the the World Health Organization to be making decisions for every country in the world you know. And and he's right, because when you look at the person that heads up the WHO today, he's from Sudan, and he's a politician. He's not even a doctor. And before he was elevated to this austere position on the world stage and in part of the UN and the World Economic Forum's global government scheme that has no authority over anybody anywhere, by the way. They just keep saying they have it, and idiot countries just follow them along. Um, Before the head of the WHO was, was the head of the WHO, he was ignoring cholera outbreaks in his own country yeah, as the health yeah. minister. People falling over like, you know, like they were cutting down trees. That was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and got away with it, you know. And got wow. promoted. It, it, yeah. it, how is it that this world globalist mindset that's so, so completely captured by the, by the woke in the, around the world, 
whenever they have somebody who fails at something or doesn't get elected or does a bad job, they elevate him or her. Mm-hmm. They, they always get a bigger job. Look at Beto O'Rourke. You know, the guy, the guy loses a, one election, so then he runs for senator. Then he runs for president. And he's lost every election. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, it is, uh, yeah. It's it's like, you know, at one time you had to have a good resume. Yeah, that's what I was looking mm-hmm. for. You yeah. Know, and this Dr. Pietris or whatever the heck his name is, you know, uh, his resume, it's like you probably couldn't even work at Jack in the Box or McDonald's, you know, normally. Yeah, it's, hor- it's horrible. I'm in you're, charge you're, that- of the WHO, and by the way, we're going to, clean up that global warming, and guess what? Everybody that's on our side, you know, our selected few, maybe three or four hundred, maybe even a thousand people, are going to get very, very rich. And you would, boy, you, you, yeah. you would, you would have to look, and, and this is just common sense, 30,000-foot logic. Are you going to go to a place like Sudan, whose health care system is... I don't know, non-existent. I mean, it's it's certainly not leading the world in cutting-edge discoveries in 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 the medical field. And pick that guy to be the head of the World Health Organization. <laughs> I mean, could they find somebody who was worse? Would be the question I would ask. And the main so, thing is <laughs> nobody nobody should be in heaven. No, of it. no. Yeah. Nobody should. That should be some kind of, it should be an academic, all of the, the UN was created to be a forum for discussion only so that we could avoid future global conflicts. The only That's way, it, mm-hmm. the only, only way we, was. Yeah. The only way you'd be safe with one person, okay, is if it was Pete Buttigieg, because he does oh, yeah, because Because he'd never show up. Yeah, he doesn't do anything, so we might be safe yeah. on that account. But then there would have to be something tied in with bicycles. I don't know how he yeah. would do it, but everybody had to have a bicycle to go to the grocery store. Yeah, but or, then we or, could or, only or, carry one back. That's the whole or, thing. Or, yes, or at, or at least just show the bicycle about a block away from the grocery store, so you can get it on like camera. Has the car or the or the yeah. SUV delivers it? Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. Yeah. He is one this, of the phoniest people in the walking on earth. This 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 world thing, this 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 explosion of agencies and things out of mm-hmm. the UN with the World Economic Forum's backing. What Biden si- is signing us onto with this accord, quote unquote, it is it is an, a de facto treaty that he wants to enjoin us to to cede power to cede our sovereignty to a world organization that is not elected. So the Senate would have to ratify this treaty. And I don't believe that can happen because you need a supermajority to ratify a treaty. Mm-hmm. But you, we need to look at this because the way the executive branch has clawed authority away from the legislative branch They'll just issue executive orders that we're going to follow the World Health Organization's mandates, and we're just going to do it that way. That's why people like Ron DeSantis and and Abbott in Texas and Nome in South Dakota and and now Sanders in Arkansas, they are 
tantamount to nullifying what the federal government does when it comes to pandemic response. You saw Florida say, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing this. And passing laws to make sure that it was codified in the law in the state of Florida. We're, we're not doing the mask mandates for schools. We're not doing this. We're not forcing the jab on people. You can't fire people because they won't get the jab. That type of thing. And now that's a good thing. Because why? We find out a year after it was just so important to get the jab that not only don't they work, but they've got side effects that are causing young people to drop dead. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a reason why our framers, who we're supposed to be celebrating today, by the way, there's a reason, or at least some of them, there's a reason why it was set up the way it was set up. It's so there are checks and balances to be able to keep idiocy like what Biden wants to sign us on to from taking place. And but of we course, ignore that because yeah. the woke are much more much more intelligent than we are. Yeah. They're enlightened. So. And, of course, Biden, I'm pretty sure, has no idea what he's signing on in the first place. So He thinks he's, he thinks he's getting a rocky road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going over there, and I'm going to end the war. Where, where are you going? Uh, I'm going to Moscow. No, yeah. no, no, Ukraine. Oh, I thought no. I was. I thought I was going to go see Mrs. Uh, Khrushchev. No, Khrushchev. That, that, he his, died. His, <laughs> his, his actions in Ukraine today uh, are are quite serious because the consequences. None of them are good. None of them are good. Going over there and say and, and standing shoulder to shoulder with with Zelensky and saber rattling the delivery of F 16s and it it pushes China to align with Russia. And China's already said that they're very seriously thinking about giving lethal force support to Russia because of this conflict. So do you see the stage being set for well, a global, can you a global blame conflict? Them? Can you blame them? You know, people shooting down their damn balloons. Yeah, you can't do you another can't shoot one. Down uh, another one over there by Hawaii, I guess, uh, over the past couple of days showing up. Did you hear about yeah. that one? I yeah. heard that one, and and then I heard about the uh, the the weather club up in Alaska that put their balloon up and had a an eight hundred dollar balloon shot down by a four hundred twenty five thousand dollar missile, and it was just a science project. Yeah, but, you know, and also the Hobby Lobby, you know, you know who they are, right? They're, yeah, and it's not, a, it's not a group of people that lobby Washington, D.C. No. lawmakers about hobbies. But you know what? Hobby Lobby, remember, I think it was the Obama years when they were really catching all kind of hell, you know, Hobby Lobby, because they're religious, see? Yeah. They're really religious. They, yeah. I'm going to tell you, I don't know if you've ever been in one of their stores. They've, they've got a couple of them out here in Southern California, and... Frank, they're 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 fabulous. The stuff they have, it's like if oh, you want to have an interesting house, you know, you go in there, you can find every football team you want and anything, <laughs> you know, all kinds of stuff. But here they shoot down. Now I know they sh- they they shot the Hobby Lobby lost their balloon that was up by Alaska, and it may be the same one you're talking about, you know. And uh, here they shoot it down. <laughs> And I can't remember oh. the price now. How much? Forty three dollars they put into it, or one hundred forty three, or something. I don't know. I think I think the whole the whole kit and caboodle was eight hundred dollars. Eight hundred. But, that, yeah. but that's because they had they put they put uh, electronic stuff on it. It was a hobby to see where it's going, to track it, yeah. to follow the the wind streams and things like that. But, see if they can you know, find the lost Eskimo tribe. We're going to continue yeah. with this, but. 
but the listener, just wait until we start talking about January 6th, some news, news coming out of there. But first, we're going to solve the Hobby Lobby Downing. <laughs> Hobby Lobby Downing. Yeah, that'll work. All right. We don't want to use up too much room in our headlines, Frank. Frank Savato, UndergroundUSA.com. UndergroundUSA.com. Be right back. Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere, while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit SaveByTheScan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. Back to uh, shooting down uh, Hobby Lobby uh, balloons and other, I guess, you know, Cub Scouts, launching balloons, Girl Scouts, uh, Binary Scouts. Anyway, did they do it with one missile or two like they missed that other thing? That's a lot no, of money. I, I don't know the, the specifics about it. The thing that is is concerning is that we have something that we believed uh, was able to track things that come into our airspace, no matter what the size, uh, in NORAD. This was the organization yeah. that was supposed to was supposed to be able to detect missile launches around the world. And they probably still do that very, very well, but they've proven that that uh, it's, it's not a fail-safe, that we don't know what certain things are that are flying into our airspace, or, or if they're small enough, do they detect them at all? You know, and then when you when you scramble high tech jets that cost a lot of money to fly per hour, mm-hmm. and you shoot missiles that cost uh, half, you know, half a million dollars a pop, you you would think that you would want to identify what it is, be able to understand what it is, and is it a threat? You know, so I'm. That's a concerning point in in all of yeah. this is that our sophisticated digital technology, at the military level, at the highest level, can't discern these things, so that we don't have to scramble fighter jets to go find out what it is. Um, we need to be better at that. But one of the other caveats on this, in a caveat for thought is we're not talking about the classified documents that are found at Joe Biden's house anymore, are we? Mm, No. You know, and they just had that uh, NORAD big exercise. I think it was in Washington, D.C. A weekend ago, last weekend, I think it was. Was that when they were shot down? Maybe one of those things went all the way out of control. (laughs) I've I've, I've heard there have been several now since the initial three. 
So it, that seems to be the modus operandi. If a if a, a discarded garbage bag gets up there in the upper atmosphere, we're going to lob a half a million dollar missile at it before we figure out what it is. Is it my imagination, Frank, or since the Democrats took over, and I and I would say Biden, okay, but I seriously don't think it's all coming from Biden. No, and now not at Susan all. Rice is getting a high, high. Uh, uh, whatever you would call it, you know, move to a higher location of authority on a bunch of stuff. Uh, they're going to let her be in charge of a big, important thing. Uh, <laughs> you know, oh, boy. Anyway. Yeah. Infusing, uh, infusing the federal government with diversity, inclusion, and equity. That's what, <laughs> that's what she's been tasked to do with an executive order, which, which is tantamount to they're already doing that anyway. They're, they're, each of the department heads have already already on that the diversity bandwagon because that's what this administration is. They're, that's all they care about is being able to balkanize the country a little bit more yeah. so they can they can hype they can they can cobble together the pieces to win elections. The the authority that will have in real life for real people is like Biden signing an executive order to make whales drive buses in the sea. It <laughs> makes no sense has no teeth, and it will go nowhere except make the federal employees have to be diversified. Don't, yeah. don't worry about whether they're qualified to have the job or not. It's like Buddha Judge said, you know, there's too many white men in construction. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah that amazing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we're, what, we're just going to fire a bunch of people that know how to build things because we need to have somebody who's not white? Well, and also, you know, you know they're you know, drawing in. That I hate, to, have... I, I hate, I hate to break this to, to, you know, I'm sure the audience knows this, but maybe the people who listen, who are in the federal government employ don't know this. Caucasians are still the majority race in this country. So if you want to actually be accurate in, in, your, in your depiction of what an American is, you can't get rid of all white people. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. work like that. Yeah, and uh, you know, and now they're claiming you know that that plants and trees uh, are affected by you know global warming and versity versity uh, different uh, versities going on. Uh, my goodness, it's, it's well, they've, crazy. they've they've all they've also tried to figure out how foliage can be racist. Yeah, yeah, ah, it's a crazy world. It's a crazy world. All right, when we come back, we're going to get to that story, January sixth, twenty twenty one. New development. You'll want to hear all about it from the one and only Frank Savato, undergroundusa.com. Like a good neighbor? More like a creepy neighbor. State Farm is asking hundreds of insurance agents to volunteer for a unique project. The goal? Get agents to purchase books about gender fluidity that are specifically written for kindergartners and then donate them to classrooms, community centers, and libraries. Big, woke corporations like State Farm recruiting agents to talk to kindergartners about gender fluidity and transgenderism? That's creepy. Visit likeacreepyneighbor.com to get the facts and take action. Paid for by Consumers Research. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is often laced into illicit drugs and used to make fake versions of prescription pills. You can't see it, taste it, or smell it. Suppliers mix fentanyl into their products because it's potent and cheap, and the dealer might not even know. 
Keep yourself and others safe by knowing the real deal on fentanyl. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. This portion of Underground USA is brought to you in part by Judson Carroll, herbalist and author. If you would like to learn about herbal medicine or cooking or gardening, homesteading, all the self-reliance skills, go to my website, judsoncarroll.com, and sign up for my free Substack newsletter. And you know, listener, I got to brag because uh, I got fantastic guests all the time. And my previous guest, I was talking to Dr. Jane M. Orient. Okay, and I mentioned something about, you know, how the government is now uh, getting into finding out if you took your booster shots or not. Well, we're going to talk about that in a moment. But first, a story that broke, and I am so glad to hear this, uh, this report coming out, Frank, because we kept saying things like this and leading up to it. Oh, no, you know, these uh, conservatives, they don't know what they're talking about, you know. And my <laughs> God, worse than Pearl Harbor, January 6th, yes. Well, there's some news on that, and uh, if you're a, if you're a Republican or a true American, uh, this might make you feel a little bit better that the truth is coming out. Uh, go ahead, Frank. It's your story, and what a story it is. Well, it's uh, information is coming out about what happened on January 6th that finds that there were undercover, um, not only Metropolitan Police Department officers. Um, acting as marchers in the protest, but federal agents that were marching in the protest and actually fomenting more rage as they did. The, some of the Metro guys were, were leading people up to the steps and, and showing them, sh- ushering them in through the doors and saying, hey, let's go. Hey, let's get in there. We, the, one of these police officers was actually right behind Ashley Babbitt. Mm-hmm. Urging her to go forward, or, you know, egging people on to get more yeah. angry and more yeah. engaged and more physical. Um, boy, and somebody as, made a a very unusual comment. Uh, one of the officers, when they were following Ashley Babbitt, and it may have just been coincidental, but something about somebody's going to get shot today. Was that the was that the uh, quote? Yeah, that's, near the that's quote? a that's a yeah. quote. Someone will get shot. And and then there was when in some of the filings because this is um, this information is coming out because of a, an astute defense attorney mm-hmm. who who's bringing things into evidence that need to be bring into evidence to show that these people went there to protest they didn't go there to do what eventually happened they were goaded into it yeah um, they said hey the Metropolitan Police Department was set up to fail on January 6th, the way they were staged, the way they were deployed, the orders that they were given were set up to fail. And that means that the people who were orchestrating what was going to happen, whether it be the Metropolitan Police Chief, Capitol Police Chief, or any of the people who were inside the Capitol building under Nancy Pelosi, it's either gross mismanagement or they wanted the diversion. And judging from a lot of the statements that are coming that came out of of Pelosi and her minions and and people who with the Capitol Police and the outcomes of these trials, because there are still people two years after plus who are being held in solitary confinement 
over yeah. this. Who were asking asking a, to be transferred to Guantanamo Bay in Cuba because so they can get some good treatment in prison. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it is. We've got a we've got a Sixth Amendment that says that every citizen is due a speedy trial by a jury of their peers. There's been so much coverage on this, and they've got so much so much video surveillance tape mm-hmm. at the Capitol grounds that this should have been over six months after it happened. Every single person who was arrested because they were in Washington, D.C. on the Capitol Hill grounds that day should have already had their day in court. And, and the reason I suspect that they, that they haven't is because up until the change of leadership in the House, the House Sergeant-at-Arms was not willing to release damning video evidence that there were people who were in the employ of the Capitol Hill police and the Metropolitan D.C. police and the sergeant-at-arms on the floor of the House who were facilitating entry into the building and directing people where they could go to make the biggest splash of chaos that they could. And, And the reason behind this, the motive that people say, what motive would they have to do this, is because the one thing that didn't happen on that day after after these people took to the Capitol building was all of the legitimate objections that were going to happen in the Electoral College to some of the certified electors in Pennsylvania, in Washington, in Michigan, in Georgia, the, the states that saw a violation of the Constitution when it comes to election law because uh, the election law is the exclusive purview of the legislative branches in every state. It's the way it's set up with the, with the U.S. Constitution. It's a compact. And when the executive branches of Pennsylvania and Michigan, because remember, we were going through COVID, when they made the alterations to Election Day to extend, to, to offer drop boxes, to, to waive qualifications for things, when they did that, they broke the law. It was unconstitutional for them to do that. And these objections in the Electoral College were based on constitutional law. But they never came to the floor. Hmm. They never came to the floor because the chaos broke out and everybody was talking about the worst thing since Pearl Harbor. Nancy Pelosi was dragging her vodka bottle behind her in the tunnels trying to get to a secure location with Steny Hoyer and Chucky Schumer and oh, it was horrible. Oh, it was horrible. And then, you know, the one lady, uh, AOC, I think it was, hiding, thought she was going to be raped. She was like, uh, you know, almost a building away or something. Uh, I think it was yeah, there's, AOC. There's, there's no ego there. Yeah. Hey, let me ask you also, didn't Nancy Pelosi have a relative or two relatives that she determined to bring them there because she wanted them to film the great event that was going to happen? And it wasn't, oh, I, you know, the counting of I, the votes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know that for a fact. Because, you know, know, you that hear hurt. so much, you know, and it's like, uh, and especially, you know, in, in things that you and I do, you know, and blogs and radio and stuff yeah. like that, you know, you, you, you don't want to spe- speculate too much. But then again, sometimes if you speculate, boy, the audience loves it. Okay, I, I, do, I, do know, <laughs> I do know that her daughter is a, is a documentarian. Ah, a doctor, you know, <laughs> re- re- Remember, she followed she followed 
Barack Obama's second presidential campaign around made a documentary out of it. I'd read uh, that she actually said, you have to be here and you have to film this because this is going to be a very unusual day or something. And it had nothing to do with what she'd already been through 89 times in her years, you know. (laughs) Yeah, she she was in Congress for what, 300 years? Yeah, really. Yeah, Yeah, no, I, I, I haven't heard that. I wouldn't doubt it. You know, why not? They they were truly believed that Donald Trump was going to lose. They knew Donald Trump was going to lose. Yeah. They had already affected the outcomes, uh, the outcomes of the election. It was, it was going to happen. Two thousand mules, you know, documentary proves that it was you know all rigged and everything. But. They they knew that Donald Trump was going to lose when the U.S. Supreme Court abdicated its responsibility to enforce the Constitution. When they didn't, when they refused to hear Texas's lawsuit saying that you are disenfranchising our electors by allowing other states to ignore the constitutional mandate of who gets to determine election law, when the when the Supreme Court said we don't want to get involved in that, mm-hmm. we're not going to decide an election like that, and and abdicated their responsibility to guard the Constitution, the the election was over. So, of course, they knew that Trump was going to lose, and Trump knew he was going to lose. The, the fact that he's still um, whining about it, and I'm going to call it whining now, or two years after, you, you've got to either start talking about the policies that you instituted when you were president and making the case about why it was better for the country instead of always talking about poor me and, and starting to already lash out at other Republicans on your side. Not a good idea, Donald. Knock it off. Because the only thing you're going to end up doing is fracturing the Republican base, and that gives you Joe Biden again in 2024. Let's not be stupid, Donald. Hmm. Especially when you've got serious people like Ron DeSantis thinking about running. I hope he doesn't. I hope he stays in Florida and protects our state, because that's where I live. But when you've got serious, Nikki Haley is nothing to slouch at. Mike Pompeo is nothing to slouch at. You've got good, younger people and this is the one thing Nikki Haley was correct about. It's time for generational change in Washington D.C. Yeah, most I of like the people her, who know, are I... who are running everything are are they're bouncing off eighty. You know, and I'm not saying there aren't some sharp eighty year olds, but maybe the role for people who have been around as long in the, in those halls of power is advisory instead of in leadership. Well, and you know, you Ment- and I, mentor uh, you know. the mentor the next generation so that we have good leaders out there, and we're not always trying to train politicians to be leaders once they get elected. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely history, you know, being made and screwed up in America. This whole thing and this January sixth, uh, just. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, it's yes. It, is it history? Yes, it is, but not yeah. for the reasons that the left wants it to be. When, yeah. when future generations look back on this, they're going to say, wow, I, I, guess when, I guess when that guy from Chicago was on Chuck's show a, a hundred years ago talking uh-huh. about don't let the Chicago genie out of the bottle and, and don't let it infect the federal government and the federal apparatus. Wow, he was right. Because now the federal government is just as corrupt as, as, as Chicago City Hall and Tammany Hall in New York. Mm-hmm. And those people that would be thinking, if they're thinking out loud, would be arrested. 
because by oh. then <laughs> you wouldn't be able to make statements like that probably, you know? No, and they, and they would probably know that you were going to say it before you did, and the thought police would be jumping through your windows. Yeah. You know, and you, and you never hear about the pipe bombs anymore either. For a while, nope. every once in a while, somebody would mention, weren't there pipe pipe bombs out there, and weren't there a couple of Democrats out there early in the morning uh, in the vicinity of where the pipe bombs were found? Uh, what's the story on that? And that really got buried, you know, and, and I well, have to apologize. I, I can't give you more on that. And and this is this is why the the joke of a January 6th committee that was seated by Nancy Pelosi and, and gerrymandered by Nancy Pelosi served no purpose except to provide shelter for conspiracy. There, there's it did nothing but divide us and get us talking about things that were bright shiny over in this direction instead of looking at everything. First thing that that committee should have done is say, "We're you got to release all the security tapes, and I want we want everybody identified in every frame." What would we have found out? Well, we would have found out that there were federal agents embedded into the crowd. We would have found out that there were there were law enforcement from both Capitol Police and the Metropolitan Police acting like protesters and goading people forward. We would have found that out if all of this information was made public. So now let's see the committee that'll run from that and, and put out edited tape so so that it fits our narrative. What what a waste of money, an insult to the American people, and and one of the worst joke a, a bad. Joke writer couldn't make this up for a late night television show. You know, listener, and if you're paying attention, there's a lot of weird stuff going on. You know, they they built the big fences, you know, around the Capitol now and around the White House. You know, fencing fencing them in. I mean, they've always had you know protection, so you couldn't. But going overboard on all this stuff, oh, uh, Chuck. If, if if fences don't work, why did they need them? I mean, they're <laughs> telling us they don't work at the southern border. Why did they have to put them around the Capitol? You know, in this whole thing about against religion, I wanted to drop in real quick, you know, about uh, they were talking about the Catholic religion and how that's a conspiracy and, oh, and yeah. all this other yeah. stuff. So this weekend in L.A., Frank, uh, priest gunned down. Not just a priest, a cardinal. Yeah, cardinal. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's even higher. Uh, you know, it's... Yeah. it's those boy, are the people, it's, who, elect, those are the people who elect the Pope. And... We talk about COVID, and boy, I'm telling you, Frank and I, we've had some problems, you know, uh, putting out the word of what we're going to be talking about because you get so censored all the time, you know. But here we go. The federal government is actually tracking the unvaccinated now. And uh, I touched on this in the first hour just briefly, all right? And it is a uh, uh, surveillance program designed by the National Center for Health Statistics, what is that, NCHS? Yeah, it sounds like a high school. Yeah, NCHS. It's a, division of, of the CD, it's a mm-hmm. division of the CDC yeah. um, under the authority of the NIH. And when you go to a, if, if anybody you know, pays attention when you go to the doctor, um, you see all those files behind the, the, the mm-hmm. receptionist and the bookkeeper, and they have codes. It's coding, and the same codings are interchangeable in the hospitals so medical professionals can keep statistics on things and and track diseases and where they're going. Well, they've created an ICD-10 code, which is what they're known as, a diagnostic code for unvaccinated people. And that is becoming one of the core questions when you go into a hospital, whether scheduled or emergency, 
um, that they're starting to put into your charts that you're unvaccinated. And quite honestly, if, if we were adhering to the HIPAA law, which means that those statistics can't be used along with somebody's name, that, that they, a person's identity has to be cloaked and a person has the right to refuse that you use information from their medical records. If we actually had fidelity to that law, I wouldn't mind the 10 coding for your personal doctor. Yeah. But we haven't followed the HIPAA law throughout all of COVID. HIPAA law. So H-I-P-A-A so so law. Okay. Hey, got to take that break real quick. Continue with that when we come back with the one and only Frank Sabato. And remember, he can be here twice weekly at Captain's America Third Watch, syndicated nationally on Salem and Genesis Communications, and his website, undergroundusa.com. When it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends, surprise parties, camps, birthdays. The same way you plan for the important moments, start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit and make a family communications plan. Get started at ready.gov plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. I spent a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. And in 09, it was sparks from me, your chains, dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Excellent article. The COVID vaccines must be had by all. And ignorance of the sciences, arrogance, and power. You know, and it reminds you, you know, first they came for the socialists. I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. And then they came for the COVID non-shot boosters. <laughs> and no one was left to speak out for me. That's almost the way it's going, isn't it? In the face of now redundant studies yeah. and, and, a, and myriad redundant studies that say, you know what, the people who didn't get jabbed and, and who developed a natural immunity to this are so much better off. They're so much better protected against mm-hmm. COVID than anybody who got the jab that the vaccines really weren't that necessary. We should have just protected the vulnerable and let herd immunity actually work. There's study after study now coming out that said, yeah, you know, the vaccines didn't really work, and and you were better off if you didn't get them. So now you're going to track me (laughs) because I was smart enough not, not to panic and run in the street when you screamed chaos? And then you know you you'll get you'll get three, and then they'll say, now you've you got to do your booster, you know, and, and then you'll have yeah. the, the second booster and all this stuff. Uh, I wonder what would happen if you actually, uh, actually ask your doctor, uh, is it true that you are putting me down that I refuse to get the booster? 
What do you yeah, think? I mean, and, and, and I would say if he said, well, yeah, yeah I am. I'm going to say, give me my records. I'm finding another doctor. I, I'm not, we don't have to play this game, people. We just don't have to do it. Dr. Dr. Robert Malone, and I, I highly recommend people, oh, yeah, yeah. aside from subscribing to Underground USA over at Substack, but getting, <laughs> getting his, his email letter every day and listening to how they've been demonized for telling you how to get over this using over-the-counter stuff. Remember the ivermectin thing? Uh-oh, another study says it worked. Yeah. Hydroxychloroquine, another study proved it worked. And the people who took it, I got COVID, I took ivermectin, I took hydroxychloroquine and zinc and vitamin C, and I was over it in three days, and I've got natural immunity now. Yeah. I've so you want to track me for yeah, that? Yeah, positive things on ivermectin. Uh, and, you know, and, and they didn't want to make it available, but you could uh, get it uh, through the mail from a Canada or somewhere. I don't know where it was. Probably not Canada because they kind of work with Biden now, so... You you had to find you had to find a doctor who was willing to put his license on the line to get you medication that that actually worked against this because they used common sense to diagnose it, and you know and then if you did, you're going to be tracked because you were smart enough to not fall for big pharma's let's get you jabbed with something, yeah. and and in the face of all of the evidence. That you've got young kids who were healthy before, just all of a sudden myocarditis is everywhere and kids are dropping dead because of this? Come on. Yeah, I know. Well, Frank, thank you for putting out the truth. Frank Savato, undergroundusa.com. Look forward to our next visit, sir. Thank you very, very much. Talk to you soon, Chuck. All right. Thank you, Slade. Thank you for listening. And God bless the United States of America. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, leave a comment and a rating if your platform lets you, and head on over to undergroundusa.com and sign up for our Substack that comes straight to you, straight to your email inbox, circumventing the censors of social media. It's going to be very, very important going forward. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back after this. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group.